Hey, and welcome back to Contractor Evolution. It's Igor here from the studio, and my good amigo Benji is not here, but he's joining us from a uh, undisclosed but very warm uh, and beautiful location. So guys, uh, while business tactics, uh, the skills, systems, they make up a pretty big part of our discussions here on the show, we'd be remiss to not also talk about the importance of having a balanced life outside the walls of your business. A lot of you are husbands, wives, your mothers and fathers, uh, community members, your fitness enthusiasts and adventurers. Um, and balance is a virtue that's worth striving for. And that means spending our time in a way that allows us to express our core values, to be with the people that we love, and to do the things that we really enjoy. Now, yes, crushing goals and making a ton of money is great, but if your life outside of that is empty, uh, what are you really achieving with your time here on earth? Exactly. And, and striking that fine balance between business success, family, health, and personal enjoyment is an art form. And it's actually one a lot of you are trying to master. So today on the show, we're going to explore how one super successful eight-figure contractor has implemented a life planning process to drive his business strategy, but simultaneously show up for the myriad other components of his life. Blaze McDonald owns Mac Renovations. Before Mac, Blaze was an industrial electrician working in a very hands-on capacity. Since entering the business 10 years ago, which was actually originally founded by his dad, it has gone from about $2 million a year in revenue to well over 10. Um, and in that time, he's grown his team from 12 employees to over 40. Uh, exceptional project managers, carpenters, salespeople, and administrators. And, and it needs to be said, he is one of the highest performing entrepreneurs we work with at Breakthrough Academy. Now, in today's episode with Blaze, we talk about the detailed personal planning system that he and his wife use to chart the trajectory of their shared life and how that drives his approach to the business. And we also get into how uh, a deeper and a much more meaningful why improves his clarity of thought, uh, his motivation levels, and the overall uh, entrepreneurial enjoyment of the journey. So let's get into it with Blaze McDonald. You're listening to Contractor Evolution, where we unpack the systems, tactics, and skills you need to take your fast-growing contracting business to the next level. If you're here to learn what it takes to scale up, work less, and increase profitability, you've come to the right place. Stay tuned to learn what separates the new breed of contractor from the old school, and welcome to your ultimate guide on the business of contracting. Blaze, welcome to the show, man. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. Awesome. Um, we are pumped to have this conversation with you. Um, so Blaze, I want to kick it off with just a, a general question uh, to start, which is, you know, a lot of us as leaders and entrepreneurs, we go through quite a robust strategic planning process every year on the business. We set goals, set a vision and, and accomplish pretty great things year in, year out. Um, what I want to know is like for you, um, was there a point and, and when did you realize that just growing and driving successes in the business uh, just for the sake of growth wasn't really like a deep enough why for you? I was, uh, I, I'm part of a, a mentor group. We meet every six months and somebody asked me in front of 15 other business owners, why are you doing this? And I was like, because I can. I, <laughs> which is pretty shallow at the time. I, 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 it kind of stumped me a little bit. So 
I don't know. I, I it, whenever I go to those things, I usually take a day to kind of reflect and and uh, um, kind of dug into it a little bit. And you know, when we got back, um, we just started to like look into it. Right? Why? Did the other business owners ha- like when when you were with these fifteen other uh, entrepreneurs? Did they have really good reasons for it, and you didn't? Um, some of them did. I mean, like, uh, um, yeah, I, I just never thought about it. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you, you're, 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 you're so far into it and into the weeds sometimes it's, it, you know, you're coming up for air and, you know, you just kind of realize where you are. Yeah. And how, how many, how many years into Mac Reno was this, like this, uh, that, that, that mastermind that you're referring to? Um, it was probably, probably six years since I joined the business as the operations manager. Right. So, you know, probably about five, six years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have been going five, five, six years, pretty good and consistent growth. But that whole time you were kind of, you're doing it just cause it was the thing to do to grow and to push. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, we were just, we we're just working. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, I get it, man. <laughs> I, just, I was just learning business at that point. You know, it was every day is a school day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that reflection period, when you left that, when you left that group, what kind of what kind of realizations did you have? Was there some some good self learning? Were there some realizations and epiphany where you're like, "Huh, maybe I do need to reach a little deeper and sort of anchor my business to um, goals that are more meaningful, goals that are more personal." Yeah, t- 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 like if there was an epiphany, tell us about that. Well, like like we. We'd always done like uh, when I when I got out of um, um, at BCIT, my last project that I did was implementing um, EOS traction in our in our in our business, and uh, um, we'd kind of fallen off the lane side. But the only thing that we we did consistently is we'd do a, a yearly um, offsite, and then we'd do quarterly um, to to set our yearly goals, and then and then a quarterly meeting to. Just reset the rocks, the the, the ninety day things we were going to do, and then we would do a weekly management meeting just to to keep traction on those things. So you know, I was I was thinking like, why don't I do that for other areas of my life? Right? Mm-hmm. Like why do why like why do you sit in January and go I'm going to do this for thirty days or or whatever? This is my New Year's resolution. Like why not just keep tension on it? Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you we know, so- we we set these robust plans and like strategic initiatives and all this stuff for the business but why why aren't we doing that as well for personal life yeah so i mean like it was a it was a, a another mastermind after that uh um or peer group that we that uh they challenged me to put a life plan together so um i looked for uh um just a structure a program to put together and then and then I talked to my wife about it and at the time like we had a young kid she was going to UVic like she was like I can barely get through the day like I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow what are you talking about yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so she was a hard sell I'm not going to lie yeah but I mean like like it was I said this is I'm either going to do I'm going to do this and um whatever and I'm going to do this regardless and you know I I I I really think that we should be on the same page here, that we should be heading the same direction, you know, like, um, in any, you know, this is a partnership, you know, so, um, it was probably about three years ago that we kind of sat down and, and, uh, um, had our first whack at it. And, you know, it wasn't, we kind of did it half, half assed and, 
work through it. And um, the next year, we really took a full um, a full day to to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, um, I I picked it up a few times and and throughout the throughout the year and kind of um, worked it into my plan. And then uh, um, this year, she really bought into it because. Uh, she looked at all the things that she'd written down and, and the intention that she put and, and knocked them off. And I mean, I did the same thing. So, you know, the wheel uh, started spinning. Like she, she could see the value in doing it. You know, maybe yeah. at first she's reluctant because this seems like this crazy notion. You're young family going to school. The thought of planning things out a year or more in advance is like, you're just so reactive at that stage. That's a completely abstract idea. But then she did it, and then the second time around, she kind of she could see the things she actually did, the items she crossed off the list, and then mm-hmm. and then the buy-in builds from there. Take us through the actual um, the actual process or the actual framework that you guys follow. What what do you you mentioned? You guys get away for a day. How do you prep for that? What's involved day of? What do you guys build together? Just kind of walk us through that 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 whole sequence. So I mean, this year we 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 went to a place up. Uh, um, um, it's called the Airy, um, kind of just out of town. Um, it was it was New Year's Day. We got someone to watch the kids, so it was the day after New Year's. Easier to get a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we just went up there early, opened them up, and kind of uh, worked through it. Like so, the whole the the way you do it is, um, and this was the hard sell tour. Is is you write your eulogy. So you think of like. You, you think of all the people in your life, all the groups of people in your life, and you think of how you want to be remembered by them. So um, your family, your friends, your your peers, whatever, and you, you actually write that out. And then you, you break them out into each category, um, you know, as, as, you know, like you, you call them life accounts. So like, mm. you know, self-development, physical, marriage, parental, family, colleagues, friends, business, personal finance. And you, you, you go through and write your purpose statement, why that's important to you, what your envisioned future is, what you, what you see, and then, and then maybe some inspiring quotes that you pick up throughout the year. Um, then you write your current reality. What is it actually like in those life accounts? And then you make some specific commitments. And those, and those commitments are, are, are really just habits that you'd like to keep. Hmm. Right. I mean, like, like those, you know, those, those, all those goals that you make, say if it's, I want to make $10 million, like it's, it's, it's a sequential, like might be a thousand steps to kind of get there. And the only thing that you can do is kind of, the only thing you can really control is that next step. So, so if you're, um, intentionally week after week, making sure that you're moving the needle on each one of these things, you know, it's, uh, um, it's amazing how much you knock off. You know, I, I um, it's the growth is exponential because it builds on itself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it totally, totally does. You know, you think of that. You think about that in your business. You know, like you 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 overestimate what you can get done in a year, but you underestimate what you can get done in ten. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the it, same it, thing goes for your personal life. It's the exact same totally. thing goes for your personal, your fitness goals, your, how you want to build your relationships, how you want to foster community like and 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 i'm sure for everyone the life accounts uh that you decide to create they're not arbitrary it's that is that up to you to decide which life accounts are really important and, and yeah and you rank them in importance in your life too right like 
you know, and, and in the first few years of kind of doing this, I, you, 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 you get yourself into the weeds in the business, things happen, you, 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 you stop doing your, your weekly plans or whatever. And, and what you find is you, you just focus on, on, you know, your firefighting or, or putting what's, whatever's screaming the loudest. But, you know, at the end of that time, you might realize that, you know, those things aren't the most important to you. You could, you know, like, um, same with your, with your, your marriage or partnership or whatever. Like if you're focusing all on the business, year after year and that that partnership goes sideways you're going to give away half of it anyway so like right <laughs> you know if it's important to you to, to foster that relationship then put some time into it yeah because it's just as important as the business and blaze just out of curiosity like in in your case what are your big life accounts like when you're going through this planning process what are what are the big buckets that you're that you're thinking about well, I, I literally just read them out. Is one is self development. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of my one is just like, you know, business leadership, interpersonal skills. That those mm-hmm. things. I'm a big learner, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll learn for entertainment, which is which is uh, not always. So like that was is one is I want to make sure that I'm focusing on the right things. Um, yeah, you know, that, that I'm I'm focusing that energy on on learning about the things that are going to make me be who I want to be. So. Mm-hmm. Um, next is like physical, like your, your, uh, um, your health, what you, what you eat, how you exercise that, you, you know, like if you, if you can't, um, if you end up in the hospital, like it doesn't matter what, yeah. uh, <laughs> what's going on. Um, my partnership, my, with, uh, uh, with my wife and, and then also my kids my kids are a huge portion. And, and then my extended family, colleagues, friends, business, and personal finance. And then one also is is our home. You know, we we build houses, we renovate houses. Uh, There's some writing involved with this, is there not? Do, do you do yeah. you craft sort of a, a painted picture for each of these? Is it a few sentences, a paragraph? Is it a story? Is it a, a vision board? Like, how do you put into physical form the thoughts that I think a lot of entrepreneur like they they have, and and they might even be pretty clear mentally, but it's that it's that putting it into the reality either a document or something else like do, do you write stuff for all of these accounts as far as like what you want it to look like in an ideal world five or ten or whatever years from now yeah i mean you you write the first is that eulogy so like anytime you're making a journey you need to know where you're going to go like mm. like uh, or have an idea and the thing is too is like this changes like it's a fluid document like i i do mine in a google document you know it mm. it i can go back to previous versions and and What's important to me now is not what's important to me three years. I mean, you change as a person, your values change, you know, especially when you have kids and, and you know, stuff happens with your families or business, you know, it just, you know, you have to have a little bit of, um, I don't know, self-compassion and, and uh, some and flex, look at it. some yeah. flex. Yeah. So, so I, like I said before, you, you do a purpose statement, why that, that, that account is important to you, mm-hmm. you know, so you can, you can, um, what is your purpose? Um, your envisioned future, what, it, what, what that vision looks like to you, like how would that be if, if all those things happened? Um, I put a couple inspiring quotes in there that I just pick up. Like, you know, I change them every year if, I, if it doesn't feel true to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, your current reality. So you update that current reality every year mm. and you look at those specific commitments. You know, and, and really like, like uh, um, as you're as you're going through the year, you should be at least looking at this thing once a quarter, you know, to see is like, is it still true? Is this, am I hitting those goals? And 
you know, it's like um, I'm reading this or listening to this book by Jocko. Um, Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink's right now, and he talks about uh, uh, detachment. You know, like when you're when you're in the line, you scope. You're, you're in the scope. You're just looking at what's in front of you. You're part of the team, but actually taking that scope down, stepping back, and detaching from what's going on allows you to see everything. Right? I love you get that. a bigger picture of like uh, of what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're killing yourself in your business um, day after day, and and you know, um, you don't have good relationships with your kids, and your and your marriage is on the rocks, and you haven't seen any of your friends and you know, like it, like why? What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> Especially if you're not making any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard enough if you are making a bunch of money. Yeah, I think, I think all entrepreneurs are looking for two things. And I mean, and you just know this from the, you know, thousands of calls I've logged over the last five years or so. It's like people want more time. That's usually the first thing they want. And then they want more money, too. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is you can't really enjoy one without the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have all the time in the world, but no resources. <laughs> you're, you're slumming it. And if you're you know, rich as can be and no space to enjoy it, I think that's equally as bad. Probably mm-hmm. more tormenting, in fact. Um, before we just move past this section, I, I wanted to just... like. How collaborative of a process is this between you and your partner? Do you guys each prep for it, come in, share some stuff, and some stuff's kept private? Is it a shared document? Like, how does the intersection between you and her work when it comes to this kind of goal setting? I mean, we 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 uh, um, like this time we we went up at we went up to the the resort at like noon. We had lunch. We kind of hung out there in the afternoon. It's like up in the mountains in uh, um, on Vancouver Island, so it's. Real beautiful spot, peaceful. You know, no no kids running around screaming. And uh, um, we just kind of worked on our current realities and and shared shared some of our like oh she's like I, we knocked this off we did this I did really well here you know shared some regrets I wish we spent some more time there um, mm-hmm. you know and and you know just it's more of a support like we each have our own and 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 we're we're ours you know. Finance, excuse me, um, finance, uh, kids, you know, our own personal, like we, we share those parts, uh, um, health and, you know, like it, it, it's, it's quite, quite collaborative. I mean, we're not, we're not like, it's not a shared document by any means. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty personal. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I wouldn't let her read the whole thing. It's just, it, it's, uh. It kind of a a lot of it pertains to you, I guess is 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 kind of of what you're saying. Yeah. So and just to make sure I understand this, so when you're looking at like one of these like what you call life accounts, let's let's just pick one like physical and health. You're Mm -hmm. thinking through like for you personally what what that means when you say like the purpose, why it's important to you. That's why it's important for you personally, Mm -hmm. right? And then you're writing Mm -hmm. out like your current reality, your vision, some inspiring quotes, and then she would be doing the same Mm -hmm. prior to coming into this for the stuff that's important to her right mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. i got you you know like like i i, I mean i i took it a little bit further as well too is like i've done some leadership courses and, and uh um i have like i'm really clear about my personal values like like so i have value statements that i that i put in there too and i i read those you know like just it helps me make the decisions that i that i need to make mm-hmm. like like you know i'm 
I am like anything that's shiny and all over. Like it, like I have I have like zero um, concentration <laughs> or focus. Attention I, span. And, and attention span. Yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I can focus on something if it's once it's once it's um, uh, once it's there. But but uh, as far as it goes, like uh, I have a huge capacity. Um, but but if I don't use something like this, I I just you know anything that come that drops by, I'm chasing it. I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that. I know they do. It's uh, like huge capacity, huge workload, willingness to go long days, long weeks. Um, but it's the it's the channeling that into something meaningful that seems to be at the crux of a lot of entrepreneurs' challenge. It's like they know that they can do more, but it's like, uh, where do I where do I put this? And I, I think the idea of of having separate buckets is a, is a is an interesting one because it would allow you to really block stuff out when 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 that shiny object does come across your plate. You can kind of look back at the plan and go, does this fit in here? It, is this is this tied into one of the buckets that I have premeditated and put thought into? Or is this truly just, you know, something that's that's come across my consciousness and, and, and needs to be needs to be batted to the side? Um, and, and, and so, and so I, I, I love this whole process for that reason. I'm, I'm curious if there's been um, uh, your your approach is much more balanced, I'm sure, than it was before. You're looking at much more things than you were before. You're putting focus and time and resources into a, a, a longer list of priorities. Um, has that like does that get in the way of your business focus sometimes or does it does it make it better? Um, I would say it makes it better. Like I'm I'm laser focused. Right. Like uh um you know, I only have a finite amount of time and 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 uh like I use um I mean that was that was one of the things that, that we, we first did when when I sat down with Paul from BTA is he's like, What are you doing every day? And I was we just like marked it out and he was like, Stop doing this, let's not do that. You know, and, and like like I run a very a very tight schedule. Um I share it all with my staff. They all know where I am and and um, when they can, when they can talk to me, I, I make sure that there's times that I'm available to them, and they're always allowed to book some free time if they have it. So. Is that through go- like Google Calendar? Like your yeah, calendar, calendar is shared yeah. with the rest of the team, so they can open up, they can open it up in their browser, select, hey, I want to yep. see what Blaze is up to right now. Oh, he's busy doing this important thing. Maybe I can slot in later. Yeah, they know to send me an email or shoot me a text, and I have read receipts on my text, so they know that I've I've read it or not. Like I'm very open with that. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if I haven't read it, I haven't read it, and it's not because I'm ignoring you. I just haven't. Like I I have no notifications on my phone. I just I just look at them at certain times. That's you know sometimes I look down. There's like 15 text messages. Yeah, we'll have to deal with that later. So an, an obvious question here, Blaze, that I think will will come to mind for a lot of entrepreneurs is like, you know, they might be thinking, man, I mean, this sounds awesome, like to be able to put some focus and spend some time and intentionality on like my, my, my physical well-being and my health, my, my personal development, um, my uh, kind of extended family, all these things. And, and that sounds great in theory, but I'm hustling like 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week sometime, sometimes, sometimes um, 
like surely you would have had to create space in your like from your actual day-to-day work and in your business to allow room for more intentionality on your marriage or your kids or your physical well-being um what did that process look like um and and obviously we could kind of talk for an hour about this but in a nutshell what are some of the big changes that you were forced to make inside your business and in the way that you managed your priorities and your time and what you said yes to and what more importantly what you said no to um how did those things shift to allow more room for mm-hmm. a lot of these things that were personally important to you i like I, well kids for once like they just make it happen but like you know like when i when i joined our business and and got into it i was like i was 60 70 you know 80 hours a week i you know i was there's a lot of times where i'd be at the office till one o'clock in the morning then go home and back at seven just um you know i was grinding it out and just learning how to 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 do it i mean it was like like uh and a lot of times back then i was i was like i'd hop in on the tools and and do this you know i'm i'm doing 20 buck an hour stuff it's like (laughs) you know like like part of part of it is uh um you have to change your value system as you as you grow and as your organization grows. You know, like like if you're the type of person that like like when I was a trade like I was I'm a um, industrial marine electrician. I was I was I was like wanted to be the best tradesman, wanted to be the guy that could kill it, and you know, like like that's individual contributor stuff. So like like uh, if that's what gives you joy. Um, you're not going to be you're not going to be happy um, running a team, you know. So you have to change your value system so that that you value seeing other people succeed, in or or teams succeed, you know. And you're you're you have to w- change the way you have to go from a maker to a manager, right? Like, you know, the the makers work from eight to four thirty on a on a certain task by themselves. The managers are are blocking times, and you're and you're you're pushing that. Um, you're helping other people succeed in for the whole organization. So, so I love that, that take your, your value system needs to change as your business grows. As you went from maker to manager, as you put it, you went from a, I'm an individual contributor to now I actually take pride and I get enjoyment and satisfaction out of seeing my team make the contributions. And I'm in the background helping coordinate was that a was that a natural shift in values that just no. occurred, or did like was that hard for you? It was hard. I mean, like like uh, I still sit in in our in the sales manager seat, right? And and I love to sell. I'm a hunter. Like it. Like <laughs> Me too. I get I get off on it. Like it's, but like but if I'm out taking the best leads and and uh, um, and flipping the clients, and I'm not available to my team to like coach them through, like what's like what is more important, going out and getting a um, getting a sale or or teaching that sales guy to make a sale after sale after sale after sale like, like that's what I talk about the growth is exponential like you know if you're competing with your own sales team what what is that sh- mm-hmm. what is that for you as a as a leader like it's mm-hmm. you know it, you know you, you have to be you have part of its humility too is 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 your job is not to be the best like, like you want to surround yourself with the best, you know, that's, uh, I think that's a hard thing for some, for some business owners totally. to let go of. 
Um, you get you get used to being extremely competent. You get used to being able to sign any client that comes across your desk. You get used to be able being able to like like just ram through a project and and hit your critical path milestones mm-hmm. and get it done. You take pride in like being someone that is a good estimator and and like knows how to manage financials really well and make lots of money. Um, I, I see that all the time. Like the, the letting go of it is not easy and you'll see people still like they run a team and they're like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I, I hired a couple estimators in the last couple of years, but nobody can sell like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That means you're a terrible teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer to that. That's totally the right answer to that. Yeah. I think so. And I, and like, like, I, like I, it's easy to say like, 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 like this is, it's taken me years to kind of figure this out and I still struggle with it every day. Like, like, uh, all this stuff too, right? Like there's, you know, there's weeks where I, where I don't like, I, I work off a paper planner in my, in my, uh, um, in my Google calendar. Right. And, you know, part of like when I'm, when I'm on fire, I'm, I'm reading that life plan once a week when I'm doing my weekly plan, my weekly plan takes me like 15, 20 minutes. I just go through and make sure these, these are the top three priorities I need to knock off this week, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then every day in, in, at the, at my workday startup, I just sit for, sit for 10 minutes and I go through my list from the stuff to the stuff before I make sure that the, I have three things I'm going to get done that day. I, I make sure that they're scheduled some, somewhere, somewhere during the day. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, I make sure that I knock off those three things. Do I need to put some more attention in tomorrow? How important are they? So, like, taking those, like, 10-minute um, spots in, in, uh, um, throughout the day or throughout the week is, is, is what, you know, really moves the needle on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I think I've said that before, is you, you can't control, like, if you have a big goal, whatever it is, it's like, say I want to lose 20 pounds. You can't just lose 20 pounds, but, you know, you can... You can skip that croissant with your morning coffee or like don't put sugar in it or, or whatever. Like you can control those steps day after day. That'll, that'll get to get you to where you need to be. Yeah. Um, one, one obvious question I, I, I want to ask is, is about like the accountability system that, you, you know, you, you and your partner use. And I, and I'm more talking about the personal side. I mean, I know, I know you've implemented traction. You would have a system. You'd have a VTO. You'd have annual goals and initiatives. You've had. You, you would have quarterly rocks, and and I think we've we've flushed that out thoroughly on other episodes. But when it comes to the personal side of things, and you're looking at you're looking at these accounts that you've decided are important to you, you're looking at the painted picture versus the current reality. How do you and and when do you like? do these check-ins because a year's a long time you can't just like draft this stuff up when you're clear-headed on new year's day and then and then just fly at it for 12 months and expect it to all happen in 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 perfect rhythm and timing there is these rhythmical check-ins that do need to exist and and i'm curious what yours look like well i mean like one of the one of our goals was was this or one of our commitments we made this week, this year was to do four weeks of family vacation. So, you know, we booked it. Mm-hmm. So like it, that, you know, um, you know, whistling in the spring, whatever, like, or, or in the winter. And, and, you know, we just 
we just booked it right right there so you know we i don't like I don't run our, our like our, our marriage. I don't run our marriage really, really. <laughs> like I don't run it the same way. Um, and I use that term very loosely, <laughs> but, uh, that, that we do our business. Like, like we don't have like, you know, level 10, 90 minute leadership meetings at our family household, <laughs> right. but you know, like, uh, I don't know. It's a lot more organic than that. We just, you know, we, we like one of the commitments is, is that we talk for 15 minutes or whatever before, after we put the kids to bed, like, you know, it's pretty easy to do. And, and you know, I, it, when I'm looking at that plan and I see that I, I want every week, and I'm looking like, okay, I, I'm gonna make time for that. You know, mm-hmm. and I, even with like, you know, like uh, one of my with my kids, right? One of my one of my commitments was to read them stories every night. So when I'm tired or whatever, I just like that thought pops back in my head. Oh yeah, yeah, this is why like this I is why I want to do this. It. I, I, yeah. I, re, I think about that purpose statement, and you know, I want to have a long relationship with my sons and. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's more of a personal check-in, mm-hmm. um, and then and then her and I kind of talk about it a little bit, and you know, so every now and again she'll be like, mm, "It's not in your or that's in your life plan." I'll be like, right. ah. <laughs> but it's it's really more playful than than strict. I mean, like, got it totally. Yeah, and yeah. and but is there um you mentioned something uh, previously? I, m- I remember when when you, when you and I were talking around like a regular like weekly rhythm that you have. I think was it at the end of a week or something like that when when you're reviewing like what you got done and and what your big priorities are moving forward. Like what, what what's your tangible like ritual there? Um, well, I, I, like I use a a, a full for focus planner. That's that's what I do. So like like once a week I do. Um, I try and do it on a Friday. Um, mm-hmm. Depends if I knock off early or, or whatever happens. Um, if not, I do it on a Sunday. Sunday isn't usually the greatest, but I just go through. Um, I look at my, I look at my biggest wins. What are my biggest wins for the week? So you, you celebrate yourself and what did you do? Th- three to five major accomplishments, and then you go back to your big three. It was what are the big three things that I need to get done? Um, how far did you get? Did, did you do them? If like kind not, of what you, you planned the week before you mean? Yeah. 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 And it could be like a very important client meeting. It could be, um, you know, uh, um, something to do with your kids or, or a family or whatever. It's usually business related for me, but, um, and then you just write what worked and what didn't, you know, like, so like, you know, like being, you know, being honest with yourself, like a little self-compassion, like a lot of crazy shit happens. A lot of crazy stuff happens in a week. Like it's, you know, like, like, like even like on a project plan, like that's like nothing goes smooth mm-hmm. usually, you know, like sometimes, but, uh, um, it's how you react and how you, how you, how you bounce back from it and how you, how you, you know, plan for the plan for the future. So um, you go through and say, what are you going to start, improve, stop doing? And then you, and then you basically build up next week. Awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's a really cool ritual. How long does that take you? Like how much time are you allotting for this on a weekly basis? 15 minutes. Awesome. Not long. Not long. How, how does this process of gaining clarity on your personal life, um, <clears throat> all the stuff we've talked about thus far, how does this improve your mental game when it comes to business? And I'm, I'm particularly curious if you've noticed any shift in like motivation levels when it comes to this stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like it's when I'm, when I'm, 
when I'm doing it, I'm firing on all cylinders. Like part, like part of it too is like sleep. So you're like saying, what time might, what, what time do I need to go to bed? Right. Like it's, it's really easy to sit and watch, you know, watch Three Netflix, hours Netflix until yeah. two o'clock in the morning or whatever totally. like that. But you know, like, like, um, I just feel like I'm on top of it. Like, like even, you know, like, like I'll have anxiety when things are going nuts and you're laying there in bed, staring at the ceiling and I'll just go down and I'll put it on my list. Mm-hmm. Like, just to know that I need to, I need to schedule time to deal with that. So as long as I know it's on the list and, and I have, and I have a system in place to deal with it, I can, I can forget about it at the time. So it allows me to, it allows me to sleep better. And if I'm sleeping better, my, my, I have more mental clarity. I'm in a positive, positive, uh, um, headspace. So you're, you're more intelligent, you make better decisions. It, it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, this isn't just an exercise to do off to the side. Like I, I, the, 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 I think the point I'm trying to draw out there for listeners who I know struggle with this is that this does have a very real impact on your business performance as well. It doesn't inhibit Huge. it. It makes it better. Um, and Igor, like you and I have talked about this a lot. You do. You need to enjoy what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. you, you need mm-hmm. to enjoy mastering your craft. If you're uh, if you are on the grind for 20 years straight, like there's there's going to be major collateral damage, both in the individuals you surrounded yourself with, but also in your internal world. And I think you think about sports, right? Like I, I love the term like, oh, they're play- like in football it's playoffs right now. You say yeah, they're playing really loose. Like that's a good thing. They're playing mm-hmm. loose. Like they're free. They're enjoying it. They're not super stressed out. They're not super bogged down. In hockey, they would say, "Oh, you're you're gripping the stick too tight," meaning you're just like ah. Mm-hmm. And and we know that like when you get into that headspace, no matter how you try, it always feels like you're operating at like seventy percent. Whereas this is the antidote for that. You're like you're operating at a hundred hundred and ten percent, and the effort. The like exerted effort day in day out is is less, but the results are higher, and then the headspace that you carry through is is much more of a peaceful one. And as a leader, this is incredibly important. If you're like a you know if you're just a one man shop and and or you have one employer or whatever, okay maybe maybe and you want to be a grinder forever, I, I guess that can work. But if you have a team of people, you've got a leadership team that's taking cues from you. You've got project managers who need answers. You've got salespeople who need to be motivated. You, you run a complex organization. If you're, if you're coming in every morning with like a furrowed brow and you're red in the face and you're underslept, that multiplies through the team in ways I don't think people realize when they're in that space. I've had feedback like myself from people that I work with being like, man, when you're a dick, like the whole team suffers. And I just... It's, this is such a key point. I hope it's not lost on listeners. Like getting clarity on your personal life, your why, the deeper reason you're doing all of this stuff makes you a better performer, makes you a better leader, and it allows you to play loose the way you need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Benji, to that point, I was talking to quite a number of people about this at the Winter Summit just a couple of weeks ago in Arizona. And um, th- that that is such a huge point you made there. Like when you're a leader and you really think about like what are... Like, where, what do I do that adds a tremendous amount of value to this organization? One of those elements, a big element, is the energy that you bring to the table, right? And uh, yesterday, for instance, right, we had, um, we, we had flown out uh, a guy, a prospective uh, team member, employee, 
for the company from Montreal to come uh, after some digital interviews to be in person. I spent you know two and a half hours with him in the morning, and I, I was thinking about that of like what one of your biggest roles is to you know, recruit great people to inspire them and to lead them effectively. And you need to bring a certain amount of energy to the table to do that well, especially with high performers, right? And if you don't feel good, feel good in what you're doing, there's no way you can do that, authentically at least. The people around you won't feel good either. Totally. Yeah, 100%. No. 100%. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, and it blaze, it's no surprise to see the growth of your business over the last many years uh, as, and some might say, even though, if you will, um, you've been kind of carving out time for other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, we've all, we're, we're lucky that we're in a, we're in a great position in a great city. So yeah. like, like it's the, the, the wind has been blowing our direction, but you know, I, I, I really resonate with you guys say like, I, I learned a long time ago, if I walk in the door, um, regardless, even if I had like a disagreement with somebody on the drive in. People are like, oh my god, what what's going on? Why is Blaze pissed off? And I'm like, you yeah, know, so totally put on a happy face and suck it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's um, I I got a final question for you, which is, Blaze, for the entrepreneurs who are maybe listening to this, going, you know, I see what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but like. Uh, they have no idea what's going on this week for me. They have no idea. My, my team is crumbling. The market's going crazy. I just lost one of my key guys. Like, oh, what a luxury it must be to go and carve out time and plan out your life. For someone in that mindset, and we've all been there, what advice do you have for those entrepreneurs that feel like they're always scrambling? I've I've been there and I'm there you know, some days, like I, like I feel like I'm scrambling some days. It, it, it's, you know, like the first year that I sat as operations manager, we had a six figure loss. And I was like, what? Like, you know, so like, you know, I, I've been there, I've worked the 70 hours a week. It's, it's, you, you just gotta, um, you know, like Jocko says, detach and, and look at the bigger picture. You know, like, uh, if you're too far in the weeds, you can't see, much I'm at all. I'm sure there's a quote there, but like, uh, um, you know, take the time to plan, take the time to, to really, um, feel like, wh- what are you good at? Like, like, uh, um, what do you want to do and, and who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, cause you have to change, change the person you are today to become the person you want to be tomorrow. So, yeah, I'll, I'd add something to that too. And, 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 and trust that the process will deliver. I think that's the. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the, thing people get stuck on is they go. I I would love to do that, but you. I have to do. I have to get caught up on all these bids this weekend. I have to like return all these phone calls this afternoon. There's always going to be stuff, um, and it is always going to be hard to say no to it. But once you once you do trust that the stuff that we've talked about will kick into motion the flywheel will begin to spin the clarity and thought will gracefully fall over you your motivation levels will come back <laughs> you know the the grind will feel less you know less oppressive it's 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 going to work <laughs> you just you just have to like start somewhere yeah 
Totally. And, and Benji, j- just to, to add to that, I think it's important to also just have consciousness to the fact that there's a pretty mechanical element going on here, which is that you only have so much time and so much energy in a given week, in a given month. And everyone has to make their own conscious choices around how you're going to cut up that time, right? It's, it's very mechanical. Like there's only so much of it and you choose how you're going to cut it up and how much you are going to put into grinding away at work versus making some of those tough decisions, which, hey, I, I struggle with these of like everything seems so important, but you have to choose what you're going to, you know, piece away to leave the energy and the time available for your partnership, uh, your 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 own adventures and mental well-being, your your physical health, all, all all this kind of stuff. So they are at the end of the day for everyone. It's it's your act of choice how you're going to cut it up. Be, totally. Just be clear about what's important to you, it, and that's the starting point, right? And if you're mm. not clear about what's important to you, how do you make those decisions? Mm. Yeah, Blaze. We really appreciate you doing this with us, man. Uh, we know you're you're a busy guy. Uh, thank you for coming on the Contract Revolution show, and uh, I know we both really look forward to seeing you again soon. Okay, sounds Thanks, good. Thanks, Blaze. Awesome, Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of Contractor Evolution. Uh, If you've already subscribed to our channel, consider sharing this episode with another contractor who you think needs to hear it. 